What are we talking about? Pokemon? Uh-huh. Okay. Same joke from last week. Keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Dad Dumb has done to you. <laughs> I forgot I said that. That was sensual. <laughs> you are brought down to your base self. <laughs> I got some sweet Pokemon cards if you want to trade later. Uh, I don't have any Pokemon. Brittany, I think Brittany has Pokemon cards, actually, so maybe. Oh, maybe I threw them away. Uh-oh. Maybe not. You're supposed to blame Madeline for that. You can never, you can never admit that you willingly threw away your own cards. I would never. That's heresy yeah. of the highest order. Yeah, I would take your fucking nerd card and your lunch money in one fell swoop. <laughs> My brain don't work so good, but that's what you said the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, uh, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> Welcome to Chess Talk episode 252. Hello everyone. We got a special episode. Not really. It's probably like a <laughs> degenerate episode. It is just Rob and I. Degenerate. Yeah, I think that's, that's probably the most accurate term to use there. I, when I think of you, often degenerate is like up there in the things that come to mind. That's what I think about myself, so we're, we're on the same page. Yeah, same wavelength. <laughs> yeah. We are playing chess remotely. The last time it was just the two of us. Do you remember? Do you have any idea? Just the two of us. We're yeah. recording uh, a hit single for our new album. Mm-hmm. It was called <laughs> Just remember. the Two of Us. <laughs> 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 no, it was uh, after Chess Talk Awards, I want to say number four. It was Nintendo Does Not Understand the Internet, episode 178. We recorded that just for a little wintertime gaming talk. We were talking about Divinity Sin. <sighs> Got it. Good times. That was a long Good time ago. Time. Yeah, it was, buddy. Uh, you got to move first in chess. It's not letting me move. I keep I keep trying to move, and it keeps saying reconnecting. Is it because you signed in? Yeah, I'm going to sign back out. <laughs> you got to be anonymous. <sighs> what the shit? Like, <laughs> I kept moving my... So yeah, it's just the two of us going to talk about uh, some Space Force, uh, like we mentioned, and another uh, movie. I think we did mention it last yeah. week, Equilibrium. So we're going to get into that. But how have you been, Rob? What's going on with the babby? Well, he's 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 sleeping more. We're getting a tad bit more sleep. We kind of got a better routine. Well, Madel- I'll I'll do babby up until like around eleven ish, and Madeline will do from like eleven to like four ish at night in the morning, and then I take over. She like gets to sleep for a couple hours. We both sleep in between the other person's doing it, but it's like we kind yeah. of got a better routine in place where we're actually able to get like solid blocks of sleep if we can actually sleep through it without being woken up. Not just uh, like naps. Right, constant naps. Yeah, it's like we're, sometimes he sleeps like an hour and a half, and we're like, "God damn it, <laughs> that's like <laughs> it's a useless amount of time to sleep." Uh, I know um, it's going. Um, but then what's what's today? Is that Sunday, Friday, <laughs> Friday, Friday at like one a.m. We noticed that our fridge was at like fifty degrees, um, which is generally not what you want your fridge to no. be at. Um, you want to be like in the high 30s, but nothing below 40, or, or sorry, yeah. above 40. So that's going out. So we have our landlord's got a person coming out tomorrow to check it out. Madeline's car doesn't start now. Because she hasn't it's... used it in... No, we don't know why. Because we had AAA come out yesterday and check the battery. The battery is like all gravy. And so it's like uh, the starter or something else is broken. Sell it. <sighs> get rid of it. Oh my God. Big goodbye from Hertz. Hertz is going on a business sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, so that's that's it, I think. Yeah, um, I'm assuming no games. I played some Overwatch. That's that's really the extent of my gaming. It's the hard part yeah. is 
Oh, actually, I have a question for you after this. The hard part is, like, that level of tiredness. Like, nothing is really rewarding. Like, I'll play it, but kind of just out of habitual, oh, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Yeah, I tried playing Halo with my brother and his friend, but that, again, I was like, eh. <laughs> so, it's kind of that. Yeah. And then, I was just going to say, like, I can imagine it's just, like, one of those things that happen maybe before baby. You've had a day like this where it's, like, you've just been home all day, and then you sit there, stare at your games, and you're mm-hmm. like... I, I don't I don't want to do anything. Yeah, but every day. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah, every time I talk to you about it, you're really selling the whole being a parent thing Dude. to me. Uh, so um, there's a guy I work with, AJ, who was, actually he's in Arizona. He had his baby, and they went on leave at like six months mm-hmm. of, the, of the, the baby's you know life. Um, and he said that it it sucks. It's just gonna suck <laughs> for the first like three months, <laughs> and it feels like it's never gonna end. But it will get like slightly better, and things will like get more routine, and you can actually get the baby to sleep through the night, all that kind of stuff. And so I'm like, okay, so we have that look forward to, but like right now <laughs> you're, you're in it. <laughs> yeah. So that's rough. Um, but the question I was going to ask you was, do you have Animal Crossing? Uh, I do not. Really? Okay. I am a okay. heathen. No, no, no. You're fine. Like I, it's, it's one of those games like either you love it or you hate it. I'm kind of like on the fence with it. Yeah. That's how I am. I played, uh, back in the game, Kim, I played a game called Harvest Moon. Oh, okay. Which yeah. Is, yeah. And I've attempted different animal crossings but i just it never hooked me uh, but i have nothing against it i'm not like going out of my way to not play it but at the same time i'm like i don't want to drop 60 dollars on a game that i may or may not even really enjoy yeah you're not you're not posting on twitter how much trash the game is uh i mean <laughs> i'm not about to out myself now. <laughs> i feel like britney would like the game a lot to be honest i think she would too but getting her to play games is always a struggle so i mean she just yeah. finished Luigi's Mansion. She's working through Skyrim right now, so I'm like, I'm not gonna add on to her list of games. Skyrim I, never ends, though. So it's it like, wow. doesn't. <laughs> but she will eventually stop. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, she's probably put like 30 hours into this character, so I mean, she's you know, she is playing it pretty mm-hmm. heavily. But yeah, no, that may be a game that we buy. Like, if it ever drops like 15 bucks or 20 bucks on a sale or something, like maybe I'll pick it up. But yeah, yeah, I've been playing Bloodborne more lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a fun little spider boss rom the spider that's fucking me up pretty hard <laughs> so that's what i've been dealing with in my spare time which is how every sane person wants to spend their spare time just losing to this big worm spider that summons 20 spiders that you have to kill that's just everyone's dream everybody wishes they could do that yeah fucking kill me playing league of legends i'm sure you've seen playing team fight <laughs> tactics yeah have, have you uh played team fight tactics or just uh regular 5v5 uh no yeah i've been playing team fight tactics uh, oh, okay. i got the pass and i hit level 30 on the pass so <laughs> yeah i was gonna say if that tells you how much i've been playing it <laughs> i've been playing tft with the galaxy pa- without buying the galaxy pass i think maybe it's unless you level up faster but like i've been playing it and i think i'm at like 26 <laughs> yeah it's i mean unless you're winning all the time it's pretty slow but i've been able to do every single one of those like weekly quests and that's what really like kickstarted my leveling because you get like an extra 200 xp every time you do one of those mm-hmm. oh okay oh yeah, 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 yeah. okay that's yeah. right yeah so i mean no because i i think i've probably only gotten like three victories in all of my tft i get tons of fourth through second place though which is super frustrating what what rank are you i don't play ranked because i'm an <laughs> idiot. I've, I've been thinking about starting rank just because i'm like what does it matter it's it fun. doesn't yeah it doesn't <laughs> it's tft but yeah like i had one game where i was on literally a 20 like match victory streak 
and then I hit that 20 match, and then after that, it's just I lost like six yep. games in a row. Yeah, I've noticed that there's kind of a trend. Um, I think people know the meta a lot better than I do because yeah. I'm obviously <laughs> a scrub and I just play for casualness on ranked. But that's kind of how it goes. Like you'll have like I think I had like a 20 win, some win streak as well a couple times, and every time I've done that, I usually lose like pretty rapidly. Yeah, it just it falls apart so yeah. quick. It's like, and then by that point, you're so heavily and heavily uh, ingrained into whatever meta characters you're set up with. It's like you can't pivot. You're like, no. It's like, yeah. well, I I lose now. Sorry. <laughs> GG. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm talking to my buddy about it that I got to sort of play it. He plays more just regularly, but he dabbles in TFT, and he's like, mm-hmm. I think it's just the items. Like certain characters, if you put a certain item on them, they just get broken, and it's just knowing what items are best for what characters. That's what makes the difference yeah that's the one thing like certain characters like uh oh god jinx and getting him with crit items and oh and man i've seen him with two i forget the the 100 percent crit uh blades him with like two of those and like oh. one ad another ad item it's just disgusting mm-hmm. how much damage he will do um on that fourth mm-hmm. hit yeah, yeah the one i got like it scarred me was someone went blade masters mm-hmm. chrono Mm-hmm. And they had a Zaya with two Infinity Edges. That's the blade you're thinking of. And yeah. a Last Whisper. Mm-hmm. So it's just like she would hit you once and it's like your your tank is dead. Then there's um, the Cybernetic Blade Master Mana Reaver. I forget the character's name. She's like pink. Um, oh, or, I really, yeah. It really, yeah. It, that character, mm-hmm. if, if they have the right items, they will just one-shot your entire team. Yeah, because they just keep bouncing around and yeah. around. God. Yeah, and yeah. it's like I see those setups and I'm like, oh cool, I'll just do that next game. And then I try it and it's like <laughs> I'm what is why is it not working? I, I'm trying to do the thing and I can't mm-hmm. do the thing. Yeah, like Dark Star is the one that always trips mm-hmm. me up on that. Like I will get destroyed completely by a Dark Star team and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. maybe I just need to give it another shot. And then I try it and it's like I'm eighth place every time. Yeah. yeah. Like, what? Well and that's the hard part too, is that the there's like the overarching meta, like which characters uh, mesh very well, but then there's like the per game meta where like what's everybody else doing? Mm-hmm. You, like you have to you have to like juggle all of that. It's that thing that's what makes it so much fun is because each each uh run is that much more unique yeah and they add the like each round has a chance of being like special where it's like every first re-roll is free or everyone gets free items or yeah. you know you get an extra character or you get uh, the first characters are level four yeah so yeah so I, that's probably why i think tft because i've never played any sort of auto chess like this and i think it's that's what keeps me interested in it because i think if it was just the base game every single time i'd probably get a little tired of it but the fact that it's like oh well maybe maybe this one will have the right setup or i'll get the right characters right off the bat where i'm yeah not garbage but i, I know my fate <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's just one of those things it's uh uh so yeah i've been doing that i am trying to finish bloodborne so i can move on to another i probably will do like horizon zero dawn next excellent choice uh, yeah, because I got the like Game of the Year edition or whatever, they, the complete edition, I think, on sale. And I've never touched it. So I'm hoping I can finish Bloodborne with the move and stuff. It might be a little longer than I'd like. But hopefully within the next month or two, move on to Horizon Zero Dawn just so I can have a couple more games packed away for Game of the Year. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good, oh, my God. You're going to be <sighs> worthless. Yeah, I, I, I can't even. Like, what games have we played? It's been Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. <laughs> Animal Crossing. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Has there been any new game for you that isn't oh, Doom. new this year? Doom's the only... Doom, I guess, Cyberpunk are the only other two games that I'll probably play. Yeah, I mean, and that's a pretty oh. stacked list. When did uh, Outer Worlds come out? Was that last year? I think that was late last year. I think I played that this year as well then. Cause I played that on the Xbox. 
yeah. with Game Pass. Yeah, that's another uh, good pick. Yeah, I mean it's all it's like it's, it's of course the the uh, de facto games that everybody plays. Like, yep, those are those are the games, and yeah, I mean that's fine. Like they are big games, and they do win awards because they have a good polish around them. No more bullshit. No one cares. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Space Force, new show, Netflix. Oh, yeah. We discovered that Rob only watched the first episode, where I watched the first three, but Rob is fine. Oh, I'm okay. Into... Yeah. So, spoilers for the first three, if you haven't watched it. Timestamp in the description. There we go. I am enjoying the show. Um, kind of like I anticipated before it started, like before we started watching it. I don't love it yet, but, you know, I am going to continue watching it. I don't know. Um, just from the first episode, if you kind of got the same feel to it. Um, so I didn't watch the first episode before I like was on Reddit and saw people talking about it. And I think that kind of helped me approach it with maybe a different perspective. I so far really enjoyed it. I think it's, okay. yeah. it's, it's I obviously one episode and it's not a telling of a 10 episode series, but, um, it is not the office. I think people expecting the office, um, yeah. expecting Steve Carell to be, you know, Michael Scott, um, is probably a bad preconceived notion. Yeah. Um, but it is, I would agree. It is on the nose, absurd, with just all kinds of stupid little things that are just kind of like, oh, that's that's clever, that's funny, and it's it's uncomfortable a lot of times, like The Office was, but like in that same way of being like kind of absurd, but it's hilarious that it is that uncomfortable. Um, I forget what there was like one scene with Steve Carell. I forget what happened, and it's just like I could feel the cringe of like, oh, I don't like this, but it, like as <laughs> the episode got like that, that scene went on, I was like, oh no no. I see what they're doing. I really like this. Uh, I'll have to figure out what it was. Um, yeah, I wish I knew later. what you were talking about. Um, oh, God, what was it? Oh, damn it. I don't know. Um, but fine. it's funny. I, I also enjoyed uh, the uh, analogs for Congress people um, in the first episode. That, they they definitely continue in the show. And I don't know. It, it almost felt like Uncanny Valley. Like, I know that they're just being, like, parodies of it. But it's just, like, so close to being just those people that it kind of, like, it fell off to me. Mm, okay but like i it's very clear what they're trying to do and who they're trying to mimic but still oh, it's yeah. like uh, that's i don't know i was trying to like rationalize in my head it's like obviously this entire thing is based on like a political thing that yeah has you know who cares how you feel about it one way or another that's what the show is based on so it's like obviously they're going to need to have some sort of like political spectrum on it i guess like dealing with because in like episode three they deal with the budget and stuff so there's like oh, yeah. a hearing and um, like those characters are brought back heavily, so yeah, it is a thing, definitely. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's it's one of those things. It's probably gonna evolve and get better as the show goes on, but I, yeah, I definitely think they're going for that like thinly, very, very like paper thin, <laughs> veiled references to our political landscape right now. Like even so much like when uh, when Naird gets made the uh, head of Space Force, he's like, oh, he's tweeting about it right now. Like they're not talking about anybody but Trump, and it's mm-hmm. like. But they're not going to say his name. They're not going to, like, glorify no. that that whole position. So I thought that no. was kind of fun. Yeah. Like, talking about the typo and stuff. And it's... Mm-hmm. I just... <laughs> I... <the> boobs, like... <laughs> <laughs> um, it d- clearly, like, dates the show, too, which I don't know how I feel about that. Maybe... Yeah. Um, That's I, I would say... It really is only that first episode, I would say, where they do those kind of references. Um, yeah probably just to establish it and things like that because clearly in the first episode there's like a jump forward so it's like it kind of moves past it and you're just established on this base which is nice yeah 
Yeah, you don't have to that the whole groundwork of getting up. It, it's it's almost like the office as well, like in the way it's I know I, I say it's not the office, but like the way like they set it up. Greg Daniels obviously being in charge yeah. of this with Steve Carell. Kind of like you're you don't know how these people know each other, you just know that they know each other and it's just like and go. Like with right. with, with um Malkovich's character and Jimmy O. Yang's mm-hmm. character, it's like they're familiar with each other. Uh quick question. Do they establish why Lisa, Lisa Kudrow is in prison? That is something I wanted to bring up. So far, they haven't. Okay. Uh, I want to... Because, yeah, you saw her in the first episode in prison. Uh, spoilers, you don't... Yeah, I haven't seen her since that scene. Hmm. Yeah. I uh, I don't know. It's something that I'm like, what? Uh, okay, she's just in prison and that's it? Cool. That's a good big name get. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, if, and she said that she's going to be there for a long time. So I'm just kind of yeah. like... What the fuck did she do? <laughs> I mean, it's probably implied because, like, when Nerd said that they were going to be moving, like, she broke down crying. Like, she probably had, like, a break and did something maybe, like, with classified information that mm. got her a big slap on the wrist. That's the only thing I can think of. But, again, like, they literally haven't touched it. They've, I think, maybe mentioned her name, and that's it. I do really like the uh, Air Force general. <laughs> oh, no, in- no, Emmerich. Oh, okay. Is that the actor? Yeah. Um, he was in the Americans. That's what I recognize him from. Oh, yeah. And he just the animosity that they have with each other, Nared and him. Um, I think it's just really fun. It gets played up a lot in the third episode at the like budget hearing and stuff. So uh, I I do enjoy that relationship and the fact that Malkovich it's like kind of being like courted by him a little bit, but I don't know how that's gonna play out. But I think he's fun and I really enjoy just it's sort of a reoccurring joke how they all hate the coast guard and how it's like a joke <laughs> yeah, i saw that <laughs> like that again you're that, below that, the salvation army <laughs> that gets brought up like there's a meeting with all the generals and stuff for the budget hearing and coast guard shows up last and they are like throwing the folders at him they're like not you get out <laughs> that's perfect yeah so like it i said like you know it's above average show but like i am getting laughs out of it which is what you would hope for out of the comedy but so far it's like it's not going to be near the show of the year for me but i'm yeah three episodes in yeah three episodes in it's it'd be kind of far-fetched for that to happen but like i'm genuinely curious to see where they go with it how it's gonna be a prolonged show like are they gonna try and make this a multiple season show or is it just gonna be a one and done kind of thing i honestly don't know I couldn't see it happening, but maybe they have something planned. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I think you're probably right when it's set, when you say things like it's not going to be a long running show. I think it's probably the most accurate thing. It's probably going to be like a few years, and then just they're going to kill it, just because you can't take this concept super far without it kind of moving away from what the point of it is. And the point of it is just like the absurdity of the space force. Like how yeah, you you can beat that horse to death, but it, is it still funny? Yeah. Like, so. how many situations can you come up with that make it interesting? Because, I mean, already in the first episode, like, you have, like, the foreign satellite interfering with their satellite. <laughs> and it's like, how many times can they introduce that conflict into the show? Yeah. Which I don't think you really can, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it'll be a hard, it's a hard sell in that sense. I'll spoil episode two for you, which so far is probably my favorite episode. Because their plan to try and rescue the satellite is there is a secret satellite mission with a monkey and a husky sent up into space and the entire point of their mission was to just they thought 
it would produce a lot of viral videos having a monkey and dog in space together. <laughs> and so that is like the team that they try and use to repair the satellite in space. <laughs> Sounds like a foolproof plan. Uh, it's, it's beautiful. It goes, it's, it's barely a conflict. It's awesome. It goes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to it. I, I, I always like, uh, the weird stuff that they come up with for these shows and yeah. just kind of how, how they take it in all these different directions. It's, um, Jimmy O. Yang. Yep. He Jimmy. was in a, he was in a Silicon Valley. Yep. And I think he's just, every time I see him, like he's just better and better as an actor. And I think he really is doing a great job in this show. Yeah. Him and uh, Ben Schwartz are probably my favorite characters so far of the show. Yeah, I was excited to see Jimmy O. Yang there because him playing Jin Yang um, in Silicon Valley was, I think, a highlight of a lot of the episodes, especially after T.J. Miller left. He kind of filled that void in a different way. Yeah. And did you watch Silicon Valley? I did. I haven't finished it, though. I okay. just stopped somewhere around like season five or something. So, I mean, okay. I watched a good chunk of it. Yeah, they, they ended the show at a good time, I think. But yeah, J- J- Jimmy O. Yang, his comedy is really good, like a stand-up, and then also his um, uh, just overall kind of nature is perfect for the show, and the character he plays is different enough from his other characters, like in Silicon Valley, um, where it's it's a pleasure just to see him just go out there and do his own stuff and just kind of be weird. Um, so him being on the show is great. Ben Schwartz, I've only seen one episode and just that one brief scene about him, the social media manager getting fired mm-hmm. and then detained. Um, mm-hmm. That was funny, but I think yeah, he's, serious he's tweet. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm hoping he's different enough from um, John Ralphio. Uh, <laughs> probably not. And I mean, it works like he, so far he hasn't had any, oh, damn it. Um, he hasn't had any like big major scene or something like that, but I mean, he's had, um, little bits here and there that stand out, I guess. Uh, I'm hoping he does have a larger role. Like if there is some major catastrophe that social media needs to be a big part of, but that shoe hasn't dropped yet for them. Uh, okay. I think we're good to go on to equilibrium then if you're ready. I am so ready. So, uh, just a recap of the theme, this, these 10 episodes we're going to try and watch. Maybe it's a actually acclaimed movie. Maybe it's a critically acclaimed movie that, uh, <laughs> at least one of us hasn't seen. I've never seen Equilibrium. I don't know if you have, Rob. Many times. I actually own it on DVD. Oh boy. That says a lot about you. Um, <laughs> it was a different time. Because I saw it on Netflix Best Of, and I looked at the description, and I was like, oh, okay, like, it seems, it's probably not an amazing movie, but it seems fun at least, and I, that is a pretty good description of this 2002 movie that, uh, in my notes, I was like, this movie reeks of a post-Matrix <laughs> cinema world. Yeah, uh, you are on all counts correct. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, they definitely tried, like... Let's just let's just jump into this because uh, yeah, this, yeah. this 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 the movie okay in and of itself the movie is not bad it is a fun thing to watch yeah um, yeah but <laughs> it's a big but uh, it is far from perfect um, and it also just pulls so heavily from so many other things that it is like not hard to watch. But it's like, oh, they're just copying this thing. They're just copying yeah. this thing. You know, you got you got some uh, early Christian Bale talent pre Dark Knight. You got Sean Bean always dying in his films. God, uh, yeah, that was the one thing I had spoiled for me. And even then, I was like, I'm not even that sad about that. Like, it's just yeah. kind of obvious. Yeah. But yeah, it's a very dumb. Oh yeah. 
Rob just won. <laughs> I was wondering why you did that. Like, you just boxed yourself in. <laughs> I was going to take your queen. Yeah, were you? <laughs> yeah, I did it. I took your queen. <laughs> On a date with my king. That sounds more accurate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck this game. Yeah, um, okay. <laughs> yeah Chris, or Sean Bean getting caught kind of sets up the movie. The, the premise of this movie, if you're listening to this and still trying to grasp it, it's a futuristic world where feelings have been neutralized by uh, Li- Liberia. Prosium. Uh, but the country, what's the country? Oh, yeah, it's like Liberia or something like that. I don't remember yes. exactly what it's called. Yeah, but uh, like Rob said, prosium is a drug that every citizen has to take on a interval, uh, probably a couple times a day. It bears strong similarities to Soma from uh, Brave New World, I believe. Yes, yeah, that's what Brittany said when I read the description. She was like, so that's just Brave New World? I was like, mm-hmm. probably. Um, and I mean, it's, you know, you hear that and you know instantly, like, oh, okay, so the whole plot is going to be Christian Bale stops taking the drug and tries to rebel against the the world okay yep that's the movie yep spoilers <laughs> um my biggest issue with that entire plot line is that you know we see sean bean his character as christian bale sidekick kind of go through that in the first 20 minutes or whatever and then christian bale just copies everything sean bean did but in my head i'm like but you caught sean bean like clearly the methods he was using is not the best way to handle this because you're just going to be caught and he was what's it's the it's that it's that plot armor, I think. Um, but I also I also think that um, what was the father, the guy who plays the father? Um, oh yeah, like Dupont. Yeah, so he was he was like it made it sound like he was like the best of a tetragrammaton, um, like he was a far beyond what the average person was. So mm-hmm. I think that the concept was that he is like a prodigious person, so he could do it a little bit better. Um, obviously, through the plot, you find out he does it well enough but then he still gets caught by some younger more talented guy um right yeah it's just it's one of those things that's like it's not entirely believable but i guess you're suspending some some belief with the film it's just the way like <laughs> you know gun the gun kata works like it's jesus yeah yeah i was gonna wait to get into that but uh, my only defense for christian bale like doing that is like that's kind of the point is like they aren't thinking clearly they're feeling for the first time so it's yeah. kind of like overloading their logic center whatever that is yeah yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it. Well, I mean, it, I think it, the crux of the issue is in and of itself feeling like it's mm-hmm. it's a literal sense that you start to think your brain just doesn't work the same way it does because you're actually able to, you know, it's like what was it from movie from? You only use temps on your brain. Uh, oh, Lucy or whatever. Yeah, like it's like one of those things. Like it's like that they they basically opened this door and now like all of this information overload is just preventing them from like functioning as a pre uh, feeling person. And I I thought it made it interesting too with the his like kid his son which was like terrifying and he was like super hard policing his friends and his dad he was like making sure his dad was taking it but then like you find out at the end like he stopped taking the drugs himself and i was like why it's like they were caught in this weird cycle where the Mm -hmm. kid wanted to be extra good because he assumed his dad was like super crazy about it but his dad was falling off the wagon and it was just like they couldn't be honest with each other because they were both afraid that the other would send them to jail or i mean get executed um so i thought that that was honestly probably my most like favorite story of the movie was the dad and son dynamic because it's hard to be honest with your own children in this movie and like he called uh his, christian bale's son called him by his 
first name mm-hmm. and he only called him father or dad once and even mm-hmm. then christian bell like cocked his head at him like what <laughs> excuse me <laughs> yeah yeah um just a I, very weird world that I'm surprised at how well he was able to set it up. Like, say what I will about the dialogue and the overall <laughs> writing of the show, as great as it was. Yeah. Uh, the world building, I thought, was the most interesting part of this Definitely. Movie. Yeah. It, it, that's something I want to touch on as well. Like, like, the brutalism of the entire, like, structures of all of the city. Um, mm-hmm. Just the kind of the organization and everything. I, I, I kind of wish we could able to go back into it and just see something different. Maybe, like, a prequel, like pre-World War Three, going in and seeing like, how we got to this point. Maybe just to kind of touch on that, say like what the dichotomy is. I mean, I, I think contextually, given what's going on now, um, <laughs> it's very interesting because it seems to kind of mirror uh, a, a tiny bit. Um, yeah. But it'd be fun to kind of go in there and see what, what, what it took to get here and maybe the early stages there. Because yeah. it's, fu- it's fun. Like you said, the world building, it's fascinating. Right. and But it's like you got to walk the fine line of, okay, you don't want to be like a prequel type thing where it's all just politics and then it's boring so i get it like they wanted to have a movie where you're using guns and karate to fight other people and that's the main takeaway from this discussion (laughs) where the fuck did they come up with that why was that like i just i can't even think like who thought of that and who was like no this is perfect this is gonna look sick it it does look you know matrixy cool like the the very aggressive kind of movements. Um, it's more interesting. He's actually not shooting areas like the, the first scene when they break up the place with uh, Dominic Purcell. Mm-hmm. Um, Rip that 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 is all kind of hokey pokey. But like later on in the film, he's actually just much more karate with his guns mm-hmm. rather than like just shooting at certain calculated angles. It's more interesting. It's more unique than the Matrix I think because of the way he's re- utilizing his tools like. Um, the scene where he's like fully, fully, you know, quote awake and he's letting these people escape or trying to get them to escape. And he basically beats up the squad of, of Tetragrammaton guards with like mm-hmm. the heel of his guns. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, uh, that, that was cool. That was definitely like one of the highlights, I think. But then you look at the big boss final scene and it's just, they're like slapping each other's hands and guns away for mm-hmm. like a minute straight. And I'm like, what? Who yeah. sat there and was like, oh yeah, this is awesome. This is what the climax of the movie is. I just, I don't know. It to me, it felt way too like gimmicky. I don't know. Well, the thing that blows my mind is that okay, so the guy that did Equilibrium is the same guy that did Collateral with uh, uh, Tom Cruise. I have not seen that movie. Oh my! You've not seen that movie? I have not. That's what I said. You need to see that movie. We should do that next week. Okay. It, it won. <laughs> What did it win? It didn't win any. Okay, it didn't win any, best any actor. awards. Academy Award for Best Actor. Oh, it was nominated. Yeah, sorry, Jimmy Fox, and it won. Actually, won an award for Best Cinematography. So, oh. I, interesting. I, I suggest that as a film, it's not. It's maybe not critically acclaimed. It's eighty six percent. Um, but I guess it's critically acclaimed. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I can't imagine it's worse off than Equilibrium. Yeah, that yeah, that's true. So. <laughs> Maybe we should <laughs> next time. But the thing is, it's funny is that like you have this film, then you've got all these other. There's a couple of other films in here too that are like Edge of Tomorrow and Gemini. Well, that's garbage movie. Uh, but <laughs> it's it, it's funny seeing someone do a film like Equilibrium and then do something that's really well done, like Collateral or Gangster Squad or Edge of Tomorrow. So I think it's one of those things that's eh, maybe just it's just hokey because that's the budget they had. They couldn't really do anything special with it. Yeah, but, I, I'm sure that's what um, a lot of it was. It's 
definitely seems like someone's early film like it's christian bale before he was really huge that's who he could afford and things like that yeah. so i get it i'm not trying to be too hard on it i just think like the entire movie is just ridiculous that's what if someone wanted me to describe this movie i would just say ridiculous like yes you just want to watch just dumb plot action futuristic movie this is this is the movie for you if you're trying to have some thought-provoking film that's going to leave a long-lasting impression on you don't bother (laughs) this ain't it champ (laughs) it's not but that's not to say like it doesn't provoke some questions about like humanity and if it's worth feeling and if you have purpose outside of that but still it's like they're not answering that in this movie they're just they're shooting dogs because they're (laughs) terrible people and that's i told britney about that scene and i was like yeah you would not have you wouldn't have wanted to watch this movie yeah yeah that was that's uh his reaction that was like it was perfect it's like oh oh god oh why why Mm -hmm. and it's like and then he tries to grab the dog and say like i'm gonna disposes myself mm-hmm. and then it's, it's like, like <laughs> there there might be diseases we need to we, we got to figure that out yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it i mean that scene alone shows just like how fucked up their society is where it's like yeah. there's like yeah we got to kill the dogs like, what <sighs> well i mean no. that, i mean without getting too like macabre like that's kind of how our society is too we're just kind of insulated from it like when it comes yeah. to like agriculture and livestock that is how we treat a large swath of like the beef industry and just uh kind of the, the livestock industry it was like we will they will cull entire herds of animals because some animal some somewhere close to a group of uh producers tested positive for this thing and they just kill yeah. thousands of them so it's yeah it's thought-provoking but i don't it's not it's not deep yeah no i wouldn't say that about most of this movie. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I do have one fun, fun little, little tidbit. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the gun they use, I don't know what they called it, but it's like a, it's like basically it's a Beretta 92 FS with like a extended compensator and it shoots like the Tetragrammaton logo when they shoot. I didn't even know it shot yeah. a logo. Yeah. It's, it's like, wow. t, it's like four T's. Um, okay. That gun actually is in uh, hot dogs, horseshoes and hand grenades as a uh, oh. equipped gun. And I saw them like, Oh, I know exactly what this is from. It's so cool. That's fucking funny. So <laughs> that is there like fan uploaded like mods and stuff or, or no? Was it, that... It's 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 um I, I think people were because requ- the game's been out for like two and a half years, three years. Oh, um, okay. It's basically like one or two like hardcore developers that people will model guns and he just implements them. So I think it was a fan requested gun. Um, but he's got he's basically like got all the the Team Fortress two guns in there, a bunch of, like all kinds of wow. weird shit. Um, yeah. So that's awesome. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I the only thing I knew about this movie going into it, and even then, like I didn't remember if this was the right movie. It's like there was a some fun house video where they talked about Gunkata and they showed like the final fight scene, and they were like making fun of like just them slapping the guns away from each other. But like going into this movie, that's all I knew. Yeah. So I I felt like I was pretty fair to it. Like I had no preconceived notions about this movie other than the description and kind of like figuring out in my own head like just based on other movies i've seen what this would be like and yeah it was okay i don't know i will probably never watch it again but you clearly have a different take on that mr i own the dvd of this movie i was like i was like i think 16 17 or 18 and i just started buying dvds when dvds were like in their you know heyday yeah and i like i own that i own all kinds of weird fucking movies like on dvd (laughs) that either they legitimately think they've been in a box since madeline and i moved from our apartment to our house in vegas so 
Why if, do you still have it? Because it's in a box. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do with them. I really want to like try, uh, rip them to um, use on Plex because some of the movies aren't yeah. available on some things. Um, like Equilibrium is, but I've got much other films and I've got some like Saturday Night Live stuff on DVD that I want to yeah. um, convert. So that's, that's like that is the legitimate use for Plex is putting your own shit. Yeah. On it so you can access it streaming. You know, it's not about pirating. Never. No. Um, no. That's why you'd use a uh, popcorn time. Use that pirating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this movie is definitely like you have to be a certain sort of. You like a certain type of media. You like Matrix. You lo- I mean, you love yeah. Matrix and yeah. you like just like this era of movies, I think, yeah. to put this in your like top rated movies of all time. But I mean, to me, this movie is probably like a six or something. Like six is generous, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it's not terrible. It does do some cool things um, with the action and just like I said, it does maybe provoke some thoughts. But you know, it's uh, five. Let's well, it's a five. I'm, yeah, I'm dropping five. it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think five is probably pr- pretty good. Oh man, uh, do you have any other big thoughts on Equilibrium? Do you? Comp- I would definitely say Memento is a better movie. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, the first watch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. You fucking, you baby. <laughs> well, just. Um, <laughs> I know. I know. We talked about it. Yes. Yeah. It's. It's. I would say generally it's a better movie. And you know, Christopher Nolan has a consistent track record. So. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> who even? Kurt Wimmer. <laughs> mm, he has some Kurt. decent movies, but. Point break. No, nothing nothing wildly great oh, we did point break okay he, he had, so. he, he, the next his next movie was the recruit so that was a significantly better film oh maybe not actually i'm, th- oh, I'm thinking I'm, I'm thinking of the training day not recruit <laughs> jk i mean isn't that also a pretty well did he do point break <laughs> Catherine yeah. bigelow uh directed Catherine. point break no er- erickson core did i'm looking at Point Break, 1991. Yeah, that's the wrong one, my, my dude. 2015. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> wait, I was Kath- like, you know, wait, the... Catherine Bigelow did that one. Yeah. Oh damn. That was a good. That's a good fucking movie. <laughs> Erickson Core. Mm-hmm. I have no idea who that is. Oh, I'm sorry. So I'm you... stupid. He was he was a writer for. Okay. He the only other movie he's done since Equilibrium is Ultraviolet, and then Children of the Corn um, next year. Okay. All right. I was like, I am not seeing this guy anywhere, my dude. Yeah. You're lying to me. Okay. He's a writer and he's an all right writer at that. Wow. Yeah. I wrote Total Recall, Law Abiding Citizen. Okay. I mean, that was all right. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I actually just watched that recently. Well, so yeah, there's Equilibrium. Wow. (laughs) That's another one for the books. Let's hope next week's movie is a little better than that. I'm excited uh, for well, what it is. Uh, are you talking about the one that we have written down? Where? On the Google Doc. Oh, I haven't seen it. So I will look after this. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. I'll let you look at it. What what's we're on? Oh, it's, like... Uh, 253. The OG one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Brittany, Brittany and I have not seen oh, that. Okay. We've never seen it. Okay. I haven't seen so. it in a long time. Okay, I'll think. I'll I'll see if we can get on that one too. Uh, I'm looking yeah, forward. I mean, I'm looking forward to uh, two fifty six. Yeah, I've seen it once, definitely about ten years ago. Brittany never seen it. Uh, so yeah, that's two fifty two. Thanks for listening. Uh, we will be back next week, hopefully with another guest, maybe Rob. 
uh, talking about more Space Force, talking about a fun movie that is good. And yes. yeah, check us out on all the things. Tell your dog, tell your mom. Stay inside if you can. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.